Welcome to this episode of Clinically Pressed. I'm Joel, we got AJ, we got Kyle, and today we have our guest, uh, Sam Jorgensen. Uh, I can fill in a little bit about him, but we'll let him fill in the rest. He is a registered dietitian, certified personal trainer, and pretty much runs the whole nutrition show out at the La Crosse Wellness Center here in La Crosse, Wisconsin. So, Sam, welcome. Uh, glad to have you. Looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, excited so. to be here. Uh, why don't you give just a little bit more background on yeah. what it is that you all do because the list is long. <laughs> yes, yes, it's fun going through the job description. Um, so, yes, fitness director here at the La Crosse Wellness Center, uh, registered dietitian. So, I do a lot, you know, all the nutrition here, meeting with uh, members. Um, and then with the fitness aspect, you know, we have two full time personal trainers here in the a few part-timers here. <laughs> Very part-time. <laughs> I don't know any of those guys. They must, they must suck. <laughs> so, yeah, um, so more of the manager position, but I still do, do. I'm able to get out on the floor and okay. do some personal training as well. Kind of nice to get out of the office once in a while. Um, and so, yeah, we run a lot of different programs. Um, Currently, we're getting ready for the seventh annual six-week transformation challenge here. So okay, that's nice. a big one of the year. Seven, seventh annual is pretty good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. First one at the LWC though. Across there the you country. go, for sure, yes. for sure. Yep. Inaugural yep. event. So I guess just a little bit of touch base on this. We're gonna try and get after Kara at some point, even though she claims we're not going to. But <laughs> we should get action we'll get shots it. of her doing group training right now. <laughs> She'd love that. Um, <laughs> Just quick, like, what is Lacrosse Wellness Center? What does yeah. it all entail? Because it's new as of, I don't even remember the start date. It seems yeah, like forever October. now, but yeah, late October maybe. Yeah. Um, but then our our grand opening was in January. So okay. We had a kind of a pre-grand opening, getting the feel for everything, and um, big opening was January first. Um, but yeah, so we're pretty much with the Wellness Center. We're looking for everything under one roof. Um, we have the couple physical therapists here, yep. um, Kate and Matt, and then we have a massage therapist. Um, we have that whole field house in the back, so a lot of soccer, um, flag football, baseball hitting clinics, those are getting really popular as well. Nice. Um, what else goes on back there? We have the volleyball, tennis, so yeah, a little bit of everything back there. Then we have our group classes in the studio room. Um, of course, we have all the free weights and the cardio equipment upstairs, which is nice to have that kind of separated as well. Um, and then we also have a CrossFit gym inside the gym, so that's pretty neat. And we have our chiropractor next door. Yep. We have Reaching Your Potential, the autism center yep. here as well. Um, and then Cabin Coffee will be going down at the end over there. Oh, yeah, actually, yeah. That was cool. going to question yeah. if that yeah. was officially going to so, happen or not. Yeah, cool. I don't know when it will be, but it'll be nice to have that here as well. For sure. So oh, yeah. That's really, and then of course, the nutrition registered dietitian. There you go. Yep, yep. So that was, that was Kara's, you know, vision was to have everything one stop shop, everything under one roof. So, yep, awesome. Yeah. So, so what's the nutrition portion of that? If someone's coming here, is that something that they get as a member or is that something extra that they yeah, have? Yeah, yep. So it's it's kind of, you know, each thing is is almost like its own department. It is little extra add-ons to for sure. each thing, but um, when a member comes in, they sign up, they get a free fitness assessment, so we'll, we'll get them set up with a personal trainer. Um, they'll kind of figure out their strengths or weaknesses, what they want to, you know, achieve here with their membership so they can get the, you know, um, best services and then usually they will set up their um, nutrition just free consultation with me to kind of see again where they're starting out at if they have any questions if they want to go further that's kind of where we will set up um, the meal builder the um, meal program to go into more detail and help them with their goals as well so is that the main offering like a meal program or the meal builder I know we did that collaborative study where we kind of looked at doing diets and things like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So depending on where they're starting out at, it's hard to, you know, I'll give them everything, but um, like this start 
you know, slow, so we're not just throwing tons of stuff at them all mm -hmm. at once. Of course, we know how overwhelming that might be for just someone starting out. That's why diets work all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, and then with them, I usually try to meet with them if they're if they're doing if they're ready to go with all their nutrition. I'll meet with them two to three times per week. Um, you know, just short 15-minute sessions. See how things are going. Ask any questions. Um, and really more there for that accountability as well. Okay. Um, and yeah, so they can get a little bit more comfortable again here at the Lacrosse Wellness Center and with their um, program too. It's really a unique model, particularly your kind of position to have the ability to do nutrition counseling and the personal training side of it because otherwise some trainers it can get pretty frustrating write the perfect exercise program, but if they're not paying attention to what they're eating. Absolutely. Well, and again, you know, as a trainer, you're, you're seeing them maybe two, three times, maybe four max per week for an hour. I mean, that's a very small amount of time. So it's like, like you said, they, you, can, you can have a great workout, but if they're not doing anything outside of the gym, they're definitely not gonna see the results that, you, that, they, that they want. Mm -hmm. Sure, that's still one of my favorites. I use it loosely, T Nation posts is the, you know, what's the best exercise for getting six-pack abs, and it's five sets to stop eating so much crap. <laughs> just stating that you have to eat out, or like pay attention to your outside stuff, that you aren't going to earn that just in your hour session in the yeah. gym each day. Mm -hmm. but, yeah. So you, with your nutrition, is that just kind of a personalized approach for each uh, individual client's goals and everything, or yeah. do you kind of have like a... A base program and just kind of make modifications. No, so, so yeah, I mean, I have a template, but um, it's very individualized as far as again, you know, their body composition, you know, how much lean mass, body fat, um, and then also again, what they want to achieve. If it's more performance or if it is body composition. Um, what do you guys use for body comp? Um, we do the Tanita scale and okay. and then we'll do the calipers. Okay. Um, usually, usually I'll hold off on the calipers until they're more around that twenty percent or a little. Yeah, higher. I can understand sure. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it, I feel like you definitely get a more accurate reading with the calipers, um, just because with the Tanita scale, hydration can play such a huge factor and sure. really skew the results too. The other thing I like about calipers is you get a lot better idea of where they're losing body fat too, mm -hmm. um, in terms of different distributions. So, and we'll do circumference measurements too with the with the tinea scale, so we can also measure that you know the changes and stuff as mm -hmm. well. What are your guys' thoughts on like that? You mentioned just kind of like where they're losing body fat, but like the spot reduction claims and different things. Like you know, if everybody could, they'd lose it off their stomach. But it never seems to work that way. I know anytime I end up losing weight, everybody says it runs out of my face. <laughs> so, like, what, I don't know, just thoughts on that. That's one I've always kind of wondered, but since we got two nutrition guys here, I might as well ask the question. There's a lot of crazy theories on ways that you can try to do spot Remember Coach Show always talked about polyclin yeah. and, like, mm -hmm. different hormones and how that affected yeah, it. Yeah, in the bio-sig. Yeah, right. yeah bio that was it, yeah. Generally, it it kind of comes off and is gained in different areas and you really can't do much to target where you're going to be losing it. You can try to increase muscle mass a little bit in a certain area to maybe give it the appearance that it's you know more visually toned in that area. But Makes sense. Like you said, most people lose it in pretty common areas. Usually it's somewhere around the neck, face, uh -huh. abdominal area, so maybe lame. hips, things like that. But then after that, it's going to be kind of a systemic reduction in body fat, not just localized area. So doing a thousand crunches isn't going to get you a six pack, and you just lose all your fat in that area. Doesn't quite. That'd be nice. But yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's, and that's honestly that's why I pull this guy yes. out of the It's like, all right, long. you're down five pounds. Let's say you know you're down two of these or whatever. That's cool. like, Where where did this even come from? You know. So it's definitely. I mean, you know. You're not going to lose it in a specific area. Right, right. Someone out at Cooley Health the other day was telling me that he heard this, can't remember what they called it, cryo-freeze or something, where you literally freeze and kill fat cells in a localized area to prevent them from increasing in size. So theoretically, you wouldn't gain fat in that area anymore. Never heard of it before he brought it up, but... I don't think it would really work and then... I've heard about using cold to help promote fat loss, 
that was like one of Tim Ferriss's like hacks about doing like cold walks and like stimulating like the brown adipose tissue right. and doing things like that. Like he would do like ice bags on the back of his neck and stuff before he went to bed because that's where you apparently would be at a big concentration of it. But nothing like freezing it away and trying to kill it. I mean, it, it kind of seemed like almost. I don't know. People have heard like the electro stim way to lose fat and mobilize yeah. fat and things like that. It's all pretty gimmicky in my. Oh, or we could eat better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Also, I heard with the um, the cold. As far as some people do it to even try to increase natural testosterone. Have you guys heard anything about? I hadn't heard that, that one, but okay. it doesn't surprise me. Actually, maybe well, I have cordial they actually found the yes. opposite at least in okay. the acute sense so they did cold water immersion after yep. a strenuous training session yep, yep. they found temporary reductions in testosterone but then they got like a rebound effect 48 hours or something afterwards um, do you think that's from the cold or the workout it, it could be both you see the same kind of response with strenuous training anyway For sure. um, but it was funny they just had the one data point afterwards and people were joking we're like yeah no wonder it reduces testosterone if you're jumping into cold water. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> yeah, tighten things up a little bit, it gets a little chilly. Um, Time for a break, maybe? Yeah, let's go to a break. I think when we come back, I want to hear more about Exos, just because yes. of all the stuff we're kind of focusing on with them now our sports performance but to hear your time out there and all the other nutrition stuff. So yeah, yeah we'll be back after the break. We literally sat here and tried to come up with some clever, nifty, fancy intro. And this is what we came up with. So with that, let us introduce Clinically Pressed. Uh, we're just gonna start with the origin story and let you hear how this all got started. About a year and a half ago, AJ and I both started at UW Lacrosse, happened to cross paths, got to talking, figured out we were both working on similar side projects, decided to combine forces and keep growing with Total Athletic Therapy, our daily free informational blog. Uh, from that, we met Dr. Kyle, working with UWL athletes, started having our Solve the World's Problems coffee, and decided, hey, let's start a podcast. Why not? We got nothing else going on, right? So with that, here we are today, and we bring to you, again, Clinically Pressed. I'm Joel. I'm an athletic trainer by day, sports medicine nerd by night. I really am interested in self-care and people taking care of their problems on their own before they have to see someone, and also finding a minimal effective dose to get the biggest results. I'm Kyle, I'm a chiropractor, and I address functional movement patterns to help people perform better and uh, help them meet their goals. My name is AJ, I'm an exercise physiologist over at UW Lacrosse. My line of research focuses on different nutrition and exercise interventions uh, to help improve body composition, health, and performance. So our goal with Clinical Press is try to take the complicated and make it simple. And try to create a how-to manual on ways that you can incorporate some of these strategies into your daily life. So we really want to better direct your efforts if you've been struggling with some of these areas in the past and try to find easy solutions. We're going to address misconceptions. We're going to base it on reliable information. It's not going to be gimmicks. It's based on clinical experience, science, evidence-based you know, information that's out there. And uh, our belief is in the basics, so we're going to keep things simple. Like you said, no gimmicks, so no seven minute abs. But we're also going to try and do this by bringing in as many experts as we can, both in the Cooley region and beyond. We want to get their input, their specialties, and also some of the research that they pay attention to in order to bring back the most information to you guys. So from weekend warriors to coaches to athletes, this isn't going to be a one-size-fits-all podcast, but we do believe that everybody's going to be able to take something from it. We're hoping to shoot an episode a month and each, each episode will be shot on location with some of these various experts in their respective fields. So we're planning on having roundtable discussions, trying to gain insight from them on some of their current practices and solutions to some of these issues. So with that, thanks for taking the time to listen to us. We hope you can find something to take away and help you on your journey. This is fun for us. Like we said, this isn't selling a quick fix. This isn't selling a gimmick. We're just here to share knowledge. We're excited about Clinically Press. We hope you are too. Please check out our campaign and the first episode that we have attached to it. And we look forward to having you come along as we continue to grow. We're back. Uh, we're here with Sam. Um, we wanted to get talking about uh, his time and experience at Exos. And you were out at like the Exos, the original. Yep. When it was still athlete performance. It was. That's it was. Like, oh, yeah. And it just recently switched over. So I just want to hear about it, what you took from it, and how you utilize that and your stuff you do here yeah yeah so it was a great experience I was down there for three months of course 
course, I was there in Phoenix, Arizona in summer. Mm-hmm. So that oh. was that was great. Yeah, I got went down there June first, um, and yeah, I was there for the summer. Um, and it's Phoenix. It's it's that when they talk about dry heat, it really isn't that bad. I mean, especially here, it's uh, it's like you know, 110 there seems like 90 and humid here. So, so I went to Oklahoma. I like, oh, it's dry heat, not in Oklahoma. <laughs> it's it's, yeah, it's really just hot. <laughs> yeah, and so people always said about Texas. Nope, no, nope. It's all day. Yeah. So. Um, I worked with Erica Sharp. She's the she was the registered dietitian in charge of all the interns there. Okay. I was with uh, two other interns at the time. One from um, University of uh, I think it was Kansas and Kentucky actually. So, um, but yeah, so we did we did we worked with a lot of Olympic athletes, professional athletes, college all the way down to youth athletes. Um, we would use our meal program called the a meal builder so with the athletes we would you know figure out the protein the carbs the fats um and we would put it in this template that would tell them the serving sizes um so it made it very easy again for breakfast maybe two servings of protein two servings of carbs um a serving of fruit and two servings of fat you know and then some vegetables so what that looks like is underneath that there's boxes of what a serving actually equals so um, vegetables, protein, carbs, fats, all those, and then they would just build their um, breakfast out of those sources of um, of uh, food to make their or eat add up to their serving amount. So it was very lenient, um, but very scheduled. Um, and were they like at a buffet or kind of all a cart where they could? Ooh. Be in a dining center and they just select whatever they need to. So this this was really cool. So um, once or twice a week we would work in the kitchen. The registered dietitians oh, would nice. with them. Um, so with their meal builder, after the dietitian made it, they they would give a copy to the kitchen. So when the athlete went to go um, order their lunch, they would pick what they wanted. But then the um, the chef or nice. us we would wow. make it specifically towards their meal builders so that they were getting the nutrients that they needed as well. So when are you guys doing that here? Um, <laughs> well, hopefully Kevin Coffee will work. There you go. Yeah, there you go. It is one thing that I definitely do want to implement here. Yeah, that's awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah. Wow. So, so we knew that athletes perform, or Exos, still get confused, but... Um, I only know what is Exos, so yeah, that's what I always yeah. call it. Yeah. Um, we, we knew we had full control of their pre, um, intra, and post-workout. So... Um, we had a shake bar there too, so um, that was on the way into the gym. So they would come in. You know, we would have the shooters or again the pre-workout, mm-hmm. um, usually creatine, um, beta alanine. Trying to think anything else. The fish oil came out there, but did you have any caffeine with them? Um, I think uh, one of their pre-workouts. Okay. They they had an EAS. Um, um, brand there okay. you know they had a partnership with them at the time for sure um so yeah some of theirs had caffeine in there okay. so again each one each pre-workout was prescribed to each athlete too sure. so everyone's is a little different so they grab, grab that go get their workout in we would actually weigh them ahead of time too so we could measure how much water weight they lost during their workout um They'd also have Hydrate, which was another ES product, okay. um, mainly electrolytes, sodium and stuff, to keep them hydrated, especially in Phoenix. Um, Makes sense. Yeah, and then and then um, we would weigh them afterwards, and for every, I think, pound loss, we would have them drink another 20 ounces. Um, and then, so yes, and then, you know, us as the interns there, we would have their post-workout shake ready for them on the way out. Um, you know, dextrose, protein, um, you know, all the, all the works. And then again, I think usually that's where the fish oil and whatever else, you know. Gotcha. So the ultimate customized nutrition plan for those athletes. Mm -hmm. Again, takes all the guesswork out of it for them. Um, and then like I said, then they could go order lunch and it'd be specifically made to that too. I mean, that's probably why they're so successful with what they do working with athletes is... I mean, literally laying out everything you need to make you bigger, stronger, faster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and keeping it simple, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know they've got 
because we have gone up to the Rochester Mayo Clinic okay, version yep. of it, and they've got that, at least like the shake bar there mm -hmm. and some of the nutrition stuff. I think, but I think they're pretty <laughs> limited there since the, it is at Mayo. And it's also sure. is, their nutrition area there is fairly small. It's yeah. like a counter. It's right. there's not going to be a kitchen. For they did have a kitchen in there, did they? They just weren't using it when we set it up. Was that on a different floor? Oh, that was a different, oh, was a different one. Floor. So yeah, okay. they do have up on their like wellness floor, like a full That's, like mm -hmm. commercial kitchen yeah. where they like teach people. I don't know if they it's like a country club up there. Yeah, I don't yeah. think they utilize it for their athlete training. Although I'm sure there's plenty of people in Rochester that would pay for that. Yeah. Um, I did a, I did a few supervised hours there too. And mm -hmm. after when I moved back here, um, after that internship, uh, uh, you know they weren't too busy at the time. They're just opening, yep. so they didn't need me that often. But it was nice to go see the layout of that. You know, compare the two. Uh, Rochester, of course, is our hometown. So oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. So that uh, that healthy living center is something else. Yeah, it's <laughs> that whole building is impressive. Mm -hmm. Right, it is. I think we went up. We didn't go all the way up to the top floor where the kitchen was. We went to another floor, and there's the Pilates studio and yoga studios and all that stuff. And the spa was up by the kitchen, and didn't want to leave that place. Top of the line. Yeah, yeah. that was nice. It would have been an okay place to work. Um. Yeah. So what else did we do down there? Um, did you do anything with that? Like, was it completely? Like diet, just nutrition, nutrition uh, stuff, I, or did you get to experience <clears throat> the training and yep. the course? Because that's the stuff that we've started implementing more at UWL, just because it's efficient and it works. Right. Yeah. No, there we so we were able to sit on um, the powerpoints and education part with okay. the performance coaches there too. Um, or sorry, with the performance interns. So we were able to, if we wanted to, which um, us three interns were very. Um, we really like the performance side of things, For sure. of course, too. So we sat in on all of those. So it was awesome to hear how they, you know, set up their programming and um, all the science behind it, and how they kind of really work with the um, the at the perform our athletic trainers. You know, mm -hmm. they have on staff the registered dietitians and then the performance coaches all right there. For sure. Um, I think, yeah, they have a massage therapist. Um, but it's really cool because it is all on one floor. So no one's ever too far away and mm -hmm. everyone collaborates so well together. And again, another reason why they are so successful. Right, too. sure. And check some egos at the door. Yeah, yep, yep. So is that under a, a base program as well, or is it kind of like here where you have your add-ons for the different specialties? And there's yeah, those are actually all included. Okay, so um, it's just one. Yeah, one rate. Yeah, probably not too cheap. Yeah, either. no. Yeah, but the salaries of the people coming in there are probably a little <laughs> different than some of the. And it might it might be salary or kind of profession based as well. True. Yeah. I can, yeah, I can understand that. But. Uh, I think when I was explaining to my friends what I was actually doing, I kind of thought of it as kind of like a wellness center where it's a gym, but mm -hmm. it's, you know, nothing like that. I mean, you, you, you're always working with the coach, you know, you can't just come in on your own time and work out and whatnot. So, yeah. I imagine they're pretty busy this time of year getting guys ready for the combine. And yeah, and between that, I know Dr. Wright's talked a lot about all that stuff going on now and down at IMG because he usually mm -hmm. takes his trip down in January to go watch some of the combine training he didn't get to go this year didn't, didn't get his trip to florida he was pretty upset now the the combine that they wanted me to come back that um that next season for the combine one which okay. would have been awesome um just couldn't make it work but um that is a definitely a, a very busy time for them I, I don't even know how many athletes they they get i mean it's like probably anywhere from 50 to 100 athletes um, getting ready for the combine. So how long would athletes go there and, and train and get access to oh, yeah. their staff and nutrition and all that? Was it like a weekend or were yeah. they there for three months? Honestly, yeah, it, 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 it was a huge range. We, we had, um, a couple of MLB players that came there because they were in, they were a free agent at the time, but then they, you know, would get picked up a couple of weeks later. There are some people training there the whole year, um, just depending, you know, on their season, and um, kind of where they're at with their career as well. Gotcha. So having the nutrition and performance down there, can you pick one that might drive you like more with your clients? Like, yeah. does one seem to be bigger? I know we kind of talk about it a little bit in terms of which one could be more important. I don't know if that's a actual answer or not. Right, but. right. Well, 
I definitely would say the nutrition part is more my passion. Okay. Um, you know, I've been a trainer for seven years, um, but really ever since my sophomore year of college, I was set actually on Exos and Athletes Performance. So pretty much everything I did leading up to that internship, it was solely focused on getting to that point. Um, and then, yeah, I think especially with uh, clients, it really does come down to the nutrition. Um, you know, it's fun to, to watch their anthropometrics changing. Um, again, having them notice that their physique is changing, saying my clothes are feeling better, my energy is better. Um, you know, just just that, that, that their excitement carries over and, you know, kind of drives my passion for that too. For sure. Um, the training, the training side, like I said, it's nice to get out of the office and get out on the floor and work out, work with them hands on as well. Um, and that's, you know, motivating in itself as far as seeing their strength go up, mm -hmm. their, their form getting better, you know, them catching on. It's, it's fun seeing their knowledge being put into play as well. So I would, like I said, I definitely have more passion for the nutrition side, but that you guys know, they definitely go hand in hand as sure. well. So do you find it difficult to, uh, Take a break right now, and then we'll come back after we reset the camera. Works for me. <laughs> okay, coming back, um, we want to make sure we hit on some of these big ones. Uh, AJ, you can correct me if I'm not asking the question right, but basically, kind of what's your go-to approach with nutrition, and what are your major philosophies, and then I'm sure we'll come up with a couple things off of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess with, you know, the members coming in here, really trying to figure out where they're starting out at. Um, you know, trying to figure out what they've done in the past as far as nutrition and stuff goes can really change where we're starting out at. But you get a lot of the, I read this online. I read this online. Um, you know, I did this diet, didn't, you know, lost weight, gained, gained more back, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Only imagine how much of that you hear. Mm -hmm. Oh, I tell everyone, I mean, if you, if you want to answer and you type it into Google, it'll, it'll say that you're right. It'll sure. give you the information yeah. that you're right. You so, what you want. exactly. Awesome. I like that. That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, I mean, I definitely will, will get the calorie base first, you know, figuring out, um, where their metabolism might be. Um, so focusing on calories first and then I kind of, um, work on the macronutrient breakdown, um, getting the carbs, fats, and proteins kind of where, where I want them as well. And then, um, focus on nutrient timing too. So that's kind of how I prioritize it as well. So if they're just starting and I notice that their calories are, they're consuming way too, way too many calories in a day or, you know, not enough, you know, not even close to what they should be, I'll just mainly focus on the calories. So I usually give them everything at once, but, um, which again can sometimes be overwhelming, but we break it down into, okay, this week, let's focus on the calories, you know, see them two to three times per week, um, just focusing on that. And once they, once they feel comfortable and confident about that, and I see that as well, um, then we'll start working. Okay. Let's get, let's start getting our proteins down. Let's start getting our carbs or fats in the range that we want. And then, um, and then once we usually for, for most of the clients that I see, it's usually protein is a huge struggle. Um, yeah, yeah, it's like that's your big one, yeah, you know, because I think we share the same mentality that's usually pretty high compared to what they're used to. Absolutely, oh, I can't, I just can't, get, mm -hmm. I can't find enough foods to hit that protein. Goal. And it's more timing, too. You know, if you think of your protein sources, you usually have to cook them, you know, they take more time to prep, too. Mm -hmm. So, um, we might take a step back and say, All right, so let's let's look at you know, prepping our food ahead of time, especially with most of these people you know, very busy schedule and whatnot. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll tell them to treat it like a job, you know, your day off, take, take two hours, prep your, prep your, uh, proteins so that you can lay them out throughout the rest of the week. Um, and then usually, so once they're comfortable with that, they're, they're right in the range that I want them to be. Then it's usually focusing on, okay, let's get the carbs underneath control, uh, so on and so forth. So, that's kind of how I approach the macronutrient ratios mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, it's a kind of a spin-off of a, if it fits your macros, right, right. flexible dieting. And, and that's kind of like the meal builder as well. Mm -hmm. With the serving sizes, I mean, yeah, you're pretty much just mac uh, matching up those macros. Um, and then the nutrient timing, of course, is, is built into the meal builder as well. 
So do you have recommendations for uh, sources for getting their macros, or do you just pretty much tell them to, you know, as long as they get it, they get it, and it's fine? Um, so in the meal builder, each box kind of has, again, options to choose from. Okay. So that gives them some guidelines, but they're not limited to that either. Um, and I give them a key, you know, one, one of those servings of protein equals right around 21 grams of, of protein. So um, let's say it's not in there and it's 40, you know, they're eating this and they see one serving equals 40 grams of protein. They know that that, that will equal two of their servings. Um, so it's definitely lenient on that. Um, definitely have certain recommendations at different times and stuff um, with the nutrient timing. Do people ever get frustrated and they want to know, is there a magic diet or, yeah, I don't want to do this flexible diet, I want to go paleo or I want to be on this low carb or mm -hmm. I heard about this. Yeah, that's diet. Really my question. Is everybody treated, trained kind of like an athlete with this type of dieting, whether that's actually an athlete thing or do you switch up or, like you said, paleo, ketogenic, some of these other ones that seem to be gaining some traction? Yeah, I mean... So I definitely get a lot of questions um, with a lot of the fad diets mm -hmm. and stuff out there. Well, if you do CrossFit, you'd have to be on paleo, don't you? Isn't that the rule? <laughs> no. I, I, okay. I do work at, work with a few of the, the CrossFit athletes mm -hmm. here. Um, they actually had a competition last um, last weekend. Uh, yeah, that looked they, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. They, there was a team event. They placed, first time ever, they've all done a competition. They placed sixth out of 30. Nice. They did very well. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so it's fun working with those athletes, you know, athletes as well, um, because, you know, here I get a lot of the general public. Um, so I run into a lot of chronic illnesses here mm -hmm. too, which is, you know, sometimes a little hard because I don't have access to all that information For that sure. sometimes I need. Sure. So sometimes it's, it's, again, very basic and sometimes, um, we can get, you know, the fine detailing tuning as well. Um. One, one question I had, I wanted to go back to something you mentioned earlier with sometimes you find people don't eat enough. Do you ever find people struggle with that too or freaking out like, oh my gosh, I need to eat more and then expect to lose weight? Yeah, yes. Um, I, I, I warn people right off the bat because that was, that was the number one complaint was I'm too full but I'm losing weight. You know, like I'll take that as I'll take that as a complaint, um, and it's because you know most people they're not used to um, having higher proteins, moderate fats, and higher you know vegetables that really digest slower. They keep your appetite in check. Um, they're used to you know carbs, you know having the ups and downs all day. You know, always looking for carbs, carbs, carbs. Mm -hmm. So by changing that mindset and again they're kind of their macronutrient ratios and stuff really make a huge difference and uh, keeping that full they also don't have the cravings either that was our biggest complaint man oh, you're doing all right, yeah, right? Sure. Yep. Yeah, yep. exactly um, so what do you recommend on the timing then and that that side of things um so i re i really like keeping the carbs away from the morning um you know with the whole insulin sensitivity um so i really try to focus on uh, proteins and fats during the day and maybe implementing some carbohydrates depending on their workout for that day um, and again their uh, lean muscle mass and everything like that some carbs in the evening um, big John Kiefer yeah so so <laughs> I did enjoy reading the car backloading book um, I don't know how that is. John Keeper? That. Oh, That's yeah. his book. Is mm -hmm. that and how he approaches it? Sounds your like a show on notes item. It is, yeah. Um, but I definitely don't go to the extent of some of the recommendations and stuff um, in there, and, and depending on the training and whatnot, but. Um, you know, and that's definitely backwards from what a lot of people think. You know, logically it makes sense. Oh, let's let's get our carbs and our most of our calories in the first mm -hmm. half of the day, so we can burn it off the rest of the day. Technically, yeah. yeah I've, I've switched to the opposite a little bit differently, but most of my, I mean, I get my calories in the morning, but it's not. Mm -hmm. food, I mean, the coffee mm -hmm. with all the mm -hmm. stuff in it. That's that's majority of what my you, calories. What do you put in your coffee? I went to more of the bulletproof side of it, okay. so I do the butter, and then mm -hmm. depending on where I'm getting my MCT or that his brain octane oil, okay, from, yep. depending on which one I currently have at the time, and then when I run out of those, then I'll throw the coconut oil right. in just because that's what I have left. So, Absolutely. Yeah, it just kind of depends on how up-to-date I am on ordering my stuff. But, yeah, I do that all morning and don't eat till lunch, mm -hmm. and I'm going to switch lunch up again a little bit. 
And and that's sometimes honestly, that's one thing I will focus on with their breakfast is if they're normally eating oatmeal, cereal, pancakes, toast, whatever, I'll tell them to skip breakfast, you know. Uh, if if they're doing it wrong first thing in the morning, I'll just tell them don't worry about it, just skip it. Or again, have your coffee. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'll go with the heavy whipping cream, you know, no carbs, no sugar or anything like that, and throw in the coconut oil. Delicious. Um, yeah. Yeah. And yep. again, I bet people are just like, what? I thought mm -hmm. breakfast was the most important meal of the day. And, and, it, like, well. and, and I say technically it is, but it's important to, you know, have the right, right breakfast. Right. So do you see that differently with athletes in terms of like, if we're going to be putting carbs in with mm -hmm. the breakfast, cause I think that's one that gets really misconstrued, like with our athletes, like Sometimes we'll say that breakfast might not be the most important meal of the day in terms of like needing to have like all these carbs and stuff. So there's just this weird scenario based, I guess is the best way to say it, but some people just don't understand that. Like Absolutely. the everyday person doesn't need to have this full fueled breakfast, but right. your guys out at Exos probably do yep. because yep. of what they're trying to accomplish. You're right. Especially, um, you know, when they're training, you know, a lot of those people are doing two a day. So, mm -hmm. you know, if they, if they miss a meal, they're missing out on 500 calories, you know? And so if they, if they're needing to make up, let's just say 500 calories in the next meal, I mean, that's not going to be re really realistic. So if you're missing, you know, breakfast, then, then you're missing a, a time to feel, feel your body for the workouts too. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> what is maybe another misconception or two about nutrition that you hear all the time that may or may not drive you absolutely crazy? I'm definitely looking forward to the low-fat era coming to an end. Nice. You know? Um, it's getting there. It's it's getting there slowly and steady, but, you know, we have known that for a long time. But we quoted that in our first episode, which should be airing soon, I hope, um, about the guy that said, you know, saturated fat was killing us all. Was that the China diet that you I can't remember what the guy's name mm -hmm. is. I have to go back and look it up. But, yeah. yeah, that was one that we talked about a little bit. Um, Yeah, so, so I definitely tried to... Um, Promote promote more you know healthy fats and again saturated fat you know getting it from your beef your bacon whatever you know butter don't be afraid of that stuff mm -hmm. um, definitely gives you more consistent energy throughout the day um, and that I'm really hoping you know if, with my clients they definitely understand they're seeing the results and everything a lot, even a few of them are doing. Um, you know, blood blood tests and stuff like that too. We need a cheaper version of that in town. That would be huge oh, absolutely. for so many things. Um, I have a good example. I, I have one client coming to me. Um, she is getting ready to donate her kidney to. Well, she's her dad needs a kidney, so mm -hmm. they're on you know. Um, you know Swap. Yeah. Kind of yep. Yep. But she she was overweight, so she needed to lose a lot of weight. Okay. Um, and so, I mean, she dropped a lot of weight really fast. You know, her lean muscle was staying consistent, but she was dropping tons of body fat. Um, and in in matter of, I think, three months, you know, it was like 30, 40 pounds of body fat. But what was really exciting about it is that she went in for all of her tests, you know, to make sure uh -huh. that she was healthy for this, um, you know, donate um, to the kidney donation. And everything came back perfect. Sweet. Blood levels, you know, lipids, cholesterol. Um, they were very impressed with her. You're good. Okay. They were very impressed with her um, body composition. So that was that was awesome to hear. That was definitely exciting for me, too. Um, and I know, bet she wasn't on a low-fat diet either. No, <laughs> no, no, no. We were, we were controlling the carbs more than anything. You yeah. know, I kind of tell everyone that's kind of... The main culprit to you know a lot of this obesity, all these chronic illnesses, is really the the carbohydrates and um, how much the general public is consuming when really they shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. Should have a soapbox short sometime where we just go off about that, and just mm -hmm. round table it, yeah. let everybody just hammer it out. Needs ten yeah. minutes of letting it go. Go on your rant. All right. Yeah, that's these to everyone. I actually added a fourth one just this week because I couldn't remember what it was, but I uh, wanted to throw it in there just because I feel like it can apply to everything in the health, nutrition, wellness world. So the first one is, is what is something that you believe 
that others might not or think that's kind of crazy. And we probably touched on a couple things yeah. this episode, but maybe you just want to break it down real quick. Yeah, um, definitely going back to the high fats, you know. Um, a lot of people are, are looking for low-fat stuff or um, trying to keep fat at very minimal and just definitely try to incorporate, you know, fats and proteins together. And also I try to keep the carbs and the fats away from each other. Okay. Yep. So, I, so I'll break it down for people. Very simple. You know, think proteins, fats in one meal, think about proteins and carbs, then, you know, in the, in another meal. So instead of having high, high amounts of fats and high amounts of carbs, um, yeah, I like to keep those kind of separated. I mean, you're going to have pizza, you know, those are going to have your carbs and your fats together. You, you can't get yeah, away from it, but <laughs> if you at least are, are mindful of it, um, that's, that's the approach kind of how I take with, with those, uh, with the, uh, high fats too. And food awesome. manufacturing companies know that. They know it's a hyper-palatable combination. Mm -hmm. That's why they put all those things together to make you crave them more. Well, yeah. Tastes good. Yeah, awesome. exactly. Awesome. They taste good awesome. and yeah, make yeah. you crave them more. Carbs, uh, fats, and, and salt, you know? Right. So that, yeah. Yeah. It's like all the areas in your tongue, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Like your big ones. Mm -hmm. that you, yep. And then the texture. And, and honestly, I think that's why people do well with uh, my, my meal program, too, is because... I'll keep the, the fats in there and the sodium. So, you know, we're, at certain times they might have a little little sugar cravings, but um, especially keeping them full and, and For sure. their appetite in check, that if we're getting two out of those three, they're usually okay. Um, salt is usually my craving. Is when it? it hits me real hard. Like if I'm trying to actually be good about my diet, right. like it's the salt, like... I don't think I when I crave potato chips, it's not for the potato part of it; it's for the salt part of it. And, I, and crunchy. I mean, yes, the crunch too. That honestly might even be your body telling you that you know it needs a little bit more sodium yeah. too. I kind of tell Darn everyone if, you, if they're having <laughs> craving, <laughs> if they're having cravings, usually it, it's for a reason. Yeah. You know, either blood sugar is low, for sure. vitamin mineral deficiency, you know, stuff like that. So. Um, your body's smart. I mean, it knows how to adapt, but um, it's gonna it's gonna you know want certain things as well. It's amazing how fast though, if you do limit your sodium or your salts, uh, if you have been limiting it and you have something that's got a little bit of salt, how salty that actually tastes. Mm -hmm. Or if you have something that's super salty, it's almost like too much. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, again, yep. The adaptation. That's kind of the same with um, um, soda. You know, pop. As far as when people cut it for a while and they go back to you know if they have a a regular Mountain Dew. They're like, they can't even finish so it because, sweet. yeah, they actually know this. Sprite. I gave it up for like years and I couldn't drink one. I just couldn't yeah. handle it. Yeah. It was weird. Um, another, yeah, I guess another thing is, is mainly the carbohydrates. Again, getting away from needing carbs all day, every day. Yeah. Um, you know, our Western diet definitely has all mixed meals. You have your protein, high carbs, and high fats. So, I really like to help point out to especially some members and clients here that your your blood sugar isn't going to go you know isn't going to drop if you're if you're a healthy individual your body will be able to maintain mm -hmm. that if you're if you're low carb um sure. and and so that's that's definitely something i fight with you know if someone notices that they're they're maybe a little low blood sugar they need 50 grams of carbohydrates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's gonna, your body will adjust. Like I said, it knows how to adapt. So um, it'll adjust, you know, give it a couple weeks and, and you're gonna feel much better as well. Um, yeah. Second question What would be either three take home tips or the Twitter version um, that you would yeah. provide to the audience? Um, probably the first one would be breakfast. You know, um, with all the breakfast items that are high in carbs. Um, I, I've done this with a lot of clients where um, take out the toast, maybe just have eggs instead. I mean, 10 pounds without changing anything like that in the next month. Yeah. Um, so it definitely, that can start off your, you know, either start off your day correctly or just ruin, ruin your day. So um, that has made a, a lot of a big difference with a, a lot of clients doing, you know, they might think they're doing you know, going healthy with fruit and stuff like that, but still, you know, still just high carb, you know. Um, another one would be um, having people adjust their carbohydrates to their workouts. You know, use the carbs to fuel your, fuel your workout instead of, again, always thinking that you need carbs all day, every day. 
Um, so if it was a hard, intense workout, worked out for maybe an hour, hour and a half, you know, I'll tell them to have an extra amount of carbohydrates. If they're, you know, cleaning the house, just walking and stuff like that, I'll tell them to skip the carbs. They didn't Probably not quite into the yeah. 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 Didn't happen in the muscle like gym. We don't Getting need the carbohydrates. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you did, it'd be impressive. Absolutely. Yeah, must have a messy yeah. house. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you pick it up with all your floor. I'm right. yeah. I went through all my glycogen stores. <laughs> that sucked. That still sucks. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. Um, and then uh, one last one, especially with the general public here is, let's say they're going out to eat and, you know, or they're traveling and mm -hmm. they need to grab a quick bite. You know, maybe they didn't have most um, healthiest you know, option. Some I, I tell them get on track your next meal. Don't waste your whole day. Don't waste your whole week. Don't. Oh, I'll start again Monday. You know I tell them it's okay. Get back on track your next meal and keep going. Um, kind of that you know, but going back to that eighty twenty rule. Um, eighty percent try to do you know stay healthy and, and stick to the plan as as you know as well as you can. And then twenty percent. I mean, it's Cut life. Some slack. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Tough it's life. Don't to. don't cause more stress on your body. That's yeah. going to hurt us even more. So, um, control. And that's just one more point: is controlling the stress. Um, a lot of people um, work all day. They have kids, family. Then they're work. You know, trying to fit in the workout. They're not getting any sleep. So, uh, using using nutrition. Um, your workouts and getting good sleep to really help control with the, the stress too. That makes a huge difference with body composition. Sure. You want to ask it? Uh, what is your most influential fitness purchase under $100? Um, a shake weight. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Maybe a new sponsor. <laughs> no, no, no. Quit. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I would say, you know, the some of the arm that you just posted for us. Anyway, no, what is go, that? Go. You check it out on our TAT page. You shared it, and it's about the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Uh, um, I would definitely say some of the some of the books, um, the Car Back Willing book by John Kiefer. You know, I liked how he went into the science, but also made it fun to read. You know, okay. he put in put in awesome. some good humor, um, but really explained it well for you know even someone with a nutrition background. You know, kept kept me interested, but even you know, a, someone with no background still would be able to read and understand it as well. Nice. Um, <laughs> and yeah. then. Uh, Dr. Mike Rizzo tells his uh, Renaissance diet. Have you okay. guys looked at that one? I've heard of it. Just I haven't read it. Yeah. Yeah. Bought the whole thing. He, he did a good job at kind of prioritizing, you know, look at this first, um, you know, and kind of breaks each one down, um, goes into the macronutrients and all that, sure. kind of how to prioritize and set that up with uh, your nutrition too. So um, with, with the meal builder, it is nice. It's not just one specific source you know i take a lot of different things um you know put it into place see what works see what fits see what again my kind of morals are and also again what uh, i what i want to do with uh, the certain clients too for sure um so those have definitely helped um <clears throat> me with my nutrition background and, and again breaking a few things down as well then the last one, before we close everything up, is what would you tell yourself, either in your training and or your education, if you could go back five years or so? Hmm. Good question. Um, I mean, I would definitely recommend <clears throat> looking at all different sources. Um, I know you're a huge fan of podcasts. Those are a great source for free information, um, yeah. a lot of good information out there. Um, pretty much just educate yourself as well as possible. Um, you know, no, there's never one diet that fits all. So if I were, um, you know, having everyone carb backload, that's just, you know, then I'm not giving the best service to my to my, the clients here. Sure. Um, and then also experience. Um, like I said, leading up to Exos, I knew what I wanted to do. So <clears throat> everything I did, all the experience that I, that I was looking for, all kind of led me to that or helped me get to, the, to that point. So finding the experience that is going to help you in 
<coughs> whatever you want to achieve. Um, and, <coughs> excuse me, uh, at, growing up, the nice thing, I've always had um, my parents, you know, um, support and everything. Their number one thing was, they said, figure out what you're passionate about and figure out a way how to get paid for that. Um, so that that is kind of, again, what has drove me. Yeah, too. no, for sure. So, and I think that's kind of why, you know, I'm at this point and been successful yeah. in the fitness industry, too, is the passion and, again, just figuring out a way to get paid for it. For sure. There you go. All right. Where can people find you? I would say our, our, our main page, um, my brother and I run Twin Fitness Fix. Yep, we'll link um, that up. I've Facebook got that page. one. Yep. Yeah. Um, he does a very good job at, at running that, especially with being here full time for two different positions. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's and got then some awesome recipe ideas. On oh, yeah. He's creative. He's creative. Protein snacks in there. Um, I, I would say that's the the best place to reach okay. us at. Um, you know, we're on Twitter, but our main focus is the Facebook page right now. Social media is its own beast. Yeah. We discovered. <laughs> Instagram. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Never ends. Um, we're working. We're working at putting the site together too. Okay, awesome. Um, yeah, and then of course the Lacrosse Wellness Center has a Facebook page and a website. I think the website's uh, Lax all the yeah laxwc dot yes. com. Yep. Mm -hmm. So I'll link that up as well. Yeah. Most yep. definitely. All right. All right. Anything else? I think that's it. Cool. Sounds good. Appreciate it, Sam. No, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you, you guys. No problem. Fun to sit down.